met this six-year-old child in this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. episode of Subconscious Realm International Roundtable. I'm your host, General Lee, and for tonight we have the host and creator of Threshold Saints, Jin the Ninja, um, as my co-host, and he's representing Canada. And tonight, our guest, uh, she is a highly talented, uh, talented, gifted individual uh, representing America, and that's our Charis. Uh, now then, Jin, now then, Charis. Hey, General Lee. Hey, Charis. It's really great to meet Hello. you. It's awesome to meet you too. I've been looking forward to doing this for so long. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've uh, meant to have scheduled it a few times, I'm sorry, but you know, it's just not worked out. But now's the right time. It just proves who's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> so that's totally true. It's the ancestors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, I know. Um, we spoke about this uh, a few times, Charis, about you had um, certain specific interactions like on your journey. I know that that's what we, um, well, I was super intrigued and interested about. Would you like to tell us uh, a bit about that, please? <laughs> um, I, th- I believe um, the interesting bits about me have to do with um times of like where potentially my consciousness was like interrupted and like I find the places of like the greatest interest are like in the darkest spaces and also in the spaces of like um profound sensations around abandonment and profound sensations around addiction and being like slain by something more powerful than myself and also in times of like literally losing consciousness so like having these like a blackout or like I've been knocked out in a car accident and like there's my tale is about like interaction with the other side and an initiation from a very young age into communicating with something that I cannot see. That sounds super interesting. (laughs) Yeah, 100% really interesting. Uh, First, would you consider yourself like like how would you I don't like yeah, I mean, the words that we can use, right, the words totally. that we can use, uh, psychic, medium, 
like my training is inside of something very specific and the training that I've received is in systemic family constellation work which is a work of Bert Hellinger from the 50s um my whole study is also inside of the scope of Carl Jung so like everything that I'm perceiving and working with has like rootedness somewhere I'm not just like oh, I can see this and that and the other thing. Like, I rarely give readings yeah. like that, and I don't mm-hmm. think that they're exceptionally helpful over the long term. What I'm really interested in doing is helping people resolve childhood trauma at the root so that they can have anything that they want in this dimension. I love that, personally. I think that's really amazing. I, you know, I... I mean, generally pushes me sometimes to talk about my own magical or spiritual experiences. And I try and always root it back to like doing the practices, not being too caught up in the experiences themselves, but just yeah. like continuing on your day to day life, not too yeah. caught up in the mysticism. So I really appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you this too. What I want to invite you to look through this lens is specifically looking at other sentient beings approaching you as an assignment without making that mean something approaching relationship of all kinds especially the ones that could send you to prison Especially those ones as being like profound meetups of souls that require each other to uh, make adjustments inside family trees, inside of agreements and conflicts that go beyond the length of my actual life. So there's a conflict that you and I are living on on Turtle Island in North America And that's the First Nation people genocide. So, like, we're living on top of this, like, living, like, sexual assault lasagna. And we also have a debt to pay to China for opening up our country with the railroad. We also have concentration camps from Japan. So, like, being an energy worker or a psychic or someone who says, like, I can help you because my energy can lift you or because my energy is so abundant that I want to plug you into me so you can transcend that thing that you can't see beyond. And like, in what law can I practice this? You know, like, I've lost my job for being super good at what I do. Very articulate. And specific and able to like pull forward information that your family system's been holding for hundreds of years, including finding money, giving children away for adoption, having abortions, cheating, latent homosexuality. All of these things are free game inside of my work. I can see everything and nobody gets to be polite. Yeah. So like... Okay, so like my safe space is like just sitting by myself, obviously, and like having like a communion with the divine 
And so like, what is the divine saying, saying to me, like this mother of three, this like 44 year old, you know, like Canadian white person with dreadlocks, you know, what, who am I, what am I saying? Like, what am I bringing to the table? Right. Like, what do I have to say to anybody? And like my big magic is giving you access to completing your past so that I can interrupt cycles that are attempting on your life, including addiction, cancer, uh, homelessness, domestic violence, incarceration, like all of the things in this dimension that happen to people that hold on to their trauma for too long. Wow, that was, that's pretty amazing. So, um, Charison, let me ask you, what do you see as a common trauma or the most common trauma, perhaps? Um, <clears throat> that you see and... Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be birth order. We're out of order. So, the, okay. So, the biggest thing that I see is in the middle class. Okay. So, there's nothing wrong and there's nothing right. Okay. So, now we have, like, all kinds of... Um, subjects inside of three major subject heads so we have like relationships health and money that's basically like where people are either focused or that's pretty much what creates our lives in the day-to-day and in where we are time and space reality so like the biggest thing that i see is that we um have a lot in our family systems that goes unacknowledged so it's uh, like aborted children, miscarried children, like siblings that die in early childhood, um, you know, children that are born to like women in, during extramarital affairs. And there's all of these like missing children inside of the family system. So what these disembodied spirits can do is cause anything from shifting your actual experience of your own gender, your own age your own like qualities, like they can literally interrupt nervous systems so significantly that they can cause like what people would cause call like bipolar or borderline personalities or like all of this extreme stuff that people don't get because nobody talks about the fact that there's dead people that still hold energy in this dimension and they can step on, sit on, interact with you. And until they're acknowledged and transcended in a witnessing of others and are given an opportunity to deliver their purpose so that you acknowledge it, depending on who you are, like some people come from families of like 10 people. Right. So it can be difficult to like know what's going on in the family system. However, if you're from a family system of one child and your mother's had six abortions, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you will be interrupted in a way that is specific to you. And there's not a doctor on the planet that is going to do a service with a pill or a surgery. Yeah. uh, Chavis, just just uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, would you would you say, from our experience, that this would be some sort of attachment? Yeah, it's entanglement, yeah. burden, uh, family secrets are a big deal. Like it takes mm-hmm. a lot of energy in a family system to keep a secret. 
So whether yeah. that's like early childhood molestation, dad's a drunk, like whatever the secret is, mom's cheating, whatever the secret is, those, those are very, very like to answer the question. It's like, that's the heavy burden of the family. And like, and also thinking that you're child number one when you're actually child number seven. Yeah. So like, if you think you're child number one, you'll do your best to like lead everybody and speak first and interrupt and push forward. And you'll always be there for everybody, no matter what, because that's what child number one does. Well, yeah. if you have like three siblings in the unseen and that's not your role, like you will never get that job that you think you must have. Yeah. Because your job is to be carefree. You're child number seven, you're child number four. You get to like just create in this world. You don't have all these karmic family obligations. Well, what if you're the only living ancestor? What if you're the only one that has to unravel this mystery for your family system? Then you're wearing the burdens of your family system. You're entangled in this weirdness. You can be entangled in your parents' marriage. You can be entangled with a dead child. Like you can, you can be born into a grave because your mom just miscarried, you know, six months before she conceived you and her heart is broken. And when you're born, yeah. you're born to a woman that has a broken heart. And that's what you think that love is. So it's about going back and like uprooting the lie because the lie is always going to be based in guilt, shame, and remorse. And it's my contention that what I do is very sacred work and it's not something that the government does not know about. <laughs> like they could be helping people with this work. That's not illegal. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need any, like I, I carry a medicine bag with psychedelics. I don't administer it on a regular basis unless people literally ask me and show an interest in doing that. So like, what are we okay so as a society who are we in absence of a healing circle that can resolve profound suffering like who is that society like in alberta last year we spent 27 billion dollars on alcohol can we be sure billion. that 27 billion dollars just oh, that's one gosh. province that's one province in canada that's not canada shocking, shocking. 27 billion dollars and and yet in alberta like i can speak for alberta i'm a recovered drug addict i've been through the system that they gave me as early as 19 years old being treated for alcoholism and cocaine addiction being treated for sexual assault being treated, being treated, being treated, but like never, ever being treated. Like, thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous and fuck Alcoholics Anonymous. I got raped on my way to an AA meeting for fuck's sakes. I was sober. Oh, and someone oh, like looped me in because they saw my dumb key, my dumb key tag, like that I've been sober three months. Like, oh, hey, you a friend of the program? Blah, blah, blah. That's how they even got me to go in their truck said that I was going to an AA meeting with them. So like, there's a lot of problems with how we're recovering once we even do say like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic or yeah, I'm an addict and I need help. Like the places that you go, my God. Like if my business was 5% effective, I would expect to be put out of business. Okay, 
the government is the 100% profiteer of this alcohol. And they're also number one in charge of treatment. Yes, 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 exactly. No. And just explain for General Lee, who like obviously has the NHS, but it's a little different just how our system is, or if you can speak to Alberta and I'll speak well, to Well, your Ontario choices are basically get treated in Canada for free, quote unquote. Quote Disclaimer unquote. being, you could die on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like there's not space anywhere. If you're in detox, chances of getting detox today in Calgary, not very good. If you're on fentanyl or alcohol, you have a better chance than if it's cocaine, crack, pills, anything else like that, because they can't detox every single person. So entrepreneurs, aka like demon sharks, are popping up all over the place, putting up detox centers next to the Mm -hmm. government centers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So instead of detoxing for free, they turn away 50 people every morning. Sorry, we can't help you. Then there's these people that set up houses right next door, hire two nurses and a physician, and they charge people $12,000 to detox for a week of detox, $12,000, okay? So Um, you can wait in line, you can wait in line for free treatment, uh, or you can go to the States and it'll cost $25,000 to get treated, Mm -hmm, okay? mm -hmm. So you're a crackhead and you're going to put this on grandma's credit card. Mm-hmm. because grandma's going to save your life with her mm-hmm. visa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Down there, you're going to find a board of directors that has a medical doctor, a psychologist, somebody's yoga instructor, mm-hmm. a fitness mm-hmm. trainer, somebody that knows how to make fresh fruit juice. And then a whole bunch of people that are just going to make sure you don't leave. Yes. Sounds a fascination. It's, uh, okay. I, in I the history of the world. I... in Go ahead. No, it sounds sounds fast. It's like uh, the, saying the, the government's the, the, it's all about money. Well, it's all about money. And if you are the government and you're the 100% profiteer of selling all of this poison to your citizens, mm-hmm. why would you want to make your treatment effective when you can get back 95% mm-hmm. of your mm-hmm. clients mm-hmm. by just mm-hmm. offering shoddy treatment? Like yeah, okay. these people sit in group therapy like, oh, let's talk about our feelings. I'm telling you this. Medical science has never, ever in the history of it, ever cracked the code on addiction. Never. Not once on alcoholism. Their best is like shock therapy. Their be- that's their best. No, yeah. they've never cured one alcoholic, let alone several. AA has. AA has. And it's funny if you look at the history of AA and how that book got reproduced right after the war, because after the World War II, they could not keep up with the number of alcoholics they had. And then all of a sudden, someone sponsored, you know, printing a million of these books, the AA basic text, right? And after that came Narcotics Anonymous and and blah, blah, blah. And supposedly AA was started by like an alcoholic and a doctor. Sure. And so basically... What it has to happen, like has to happen, or like we'll just keep dying in record numbers, is that communities need to get, communities need to understand. And who am I talking about about communities? Like I have no idea who I'm even talking about, okay? Who I, what I'm saying though is in the absence of a solution that can app, that can actually recover somebody, okay? Like you can actually come to my treatment 
and get my treatment. And my guarantee is that if you follow these steps and we do the things that we need to do together, that you can recover from this helpless state of mind and body. Okay. So in the absence of that solution, what do we have? Okay. So a typical person who wants to get off alcohol, why are they getting off alcohol? Probably because they got violent. Either they got violent at the bar, they got violent with their spouse. Okay. Now they have to seek treatment. Okay. So they go and do this 28 day program. Do you guys have any friends that can take 28 days off work and everything's going to be okay? No, 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 no. Anybody, whether or not an employer from addiction, you know, yeah, so an employer would probably look at that and think, um, 28 days, you'd have to say what it was for. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Exactly. So your other choice is that you go to like the religious ones, right? The Christian ones, the this and that ones. This is the thing. No one has ever recovered from addiction using anything. No one has ever healed anyone in the history of the world. The only person that can heal us is ourselves. And what we do about that is we observe others who have walked the same path as us And our brain has a magical feature where it can actually study and model after someone who has been to the edge that we have been to. So the literal only way to recover even one alcoholic or drug addict, let alone thousands, is mentorship. It's like the limp dick of the stock market there's no money to be made on it (laughs) like it's not gonna be we're not gonna ever be able to profit the way that we would want to from such fancy tricks do you think that they because my opinion for here is that they have no well, Tommy Douglas was a eugenicist. I mean, I've said it before on the show, and I just think that people don't really talk about that at all and that you can read his thesis at the University of Chicago website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like total Fabian, total like we want to call the poor, call Native women, call, you know, anyone. Who oh, does... expensive. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like heroin addicts. How much does it cost to keep a heroin addict alive? Um, not. So a really smart business plan, if I was a Chinese insurance company that just took over Alberta healthcare, if I was a really good business person, I would pump as much fentanyl into these streets as I possibly could and get those people Mm -hmm. off my bottom line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's a totally cyclical. It's totally like clean them up for a weekend, put them back out take whatever yeah. profit that's happening and, like, and it's like who is them right them is yeah. like my brother them is my uncle them is my dad yeah. like these are people that we love and care about so like how are we going to help people stop doing something that they're stuck in the cycle of until they're not because I don't know if you guys have ever had like a buddy that's using really hard, like come and stay at your house. Like what happens? Can be a recipe for disaster. That's for sure. 
well, it's expensive. It's sometimes yeah. messy. You're mm-hmm. going to risk all of the relationships that you have with the other people in the house. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Right. And what if this is your mother? What if this is your father? What if this is your daughter? What if this is your son? What do you do with this drug addicted, alcoholic person that just can't seem to pull through? Right? We take them to the hospital. They end up in jail. You know, we they go through rehab for the 10th time. Well, guess what? If I'm somebody that goes through rehab for 28 days and I come home and I drink because there's nothing at that 28-day program that can guarantee I'm not going to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hit my wife again. Yeah, what I'm is sure. my next move? Am I going to the 28 days again? Or am I going to put the gun in my mouth? Not really any more options, is there? Like you're saying, without, without like, that Like, help out of the love of my family, am I not pulling the trigger? Yeah. Like yeah, in the absence of a comprehensive solution, like in my in Alberta, there's five First Nations reserves that are, have declared a state of emergency. And like I'm just one person. Like I'm raising kids in a house. Okay. I have a skill set that is bananas. Like it keeps yeah. me up at night that I'm not working full time around the clock right now. And I've had to like COVID completely destroyed my business plan. And mm-hmm. Like, I see that with, like, a, a stubbed ego. Like, I don't like that that put me out of business. Mm-hmm. And I also don't like that when I, the more committed I got to my cause, saying, you know, I work with suicide. I work with addiction. Like, I don't care about this big flu. Like, yeah, I still, I like, everybody in the healing circle, feet on the floor, light the candle. Like, let's keep going. And then I was met with angry mobs calling my event super spreaders and Cheris is being irresponsible and like all of this and that. And that's mostly why I quit because I can't even, I can't even promise that I'm not going to get an assault charge in the face of those people. Like, yeah. I can't really handle it. <laughs> yeah. Charis, uh, do you know, do you know, like because of the work you're doing, has it, has it played any uh, effects on your own mental health? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I'm really lucky. Let's say this, okay? Like, super, super lucky. Like, I have had such amazing care in my walk. Like, I have been to the jungle. I have drank lots of ayahuasca. I have access to spiritual teachers. I got trained by the most badass evolutionary astrologer that has ever walked this world, in my opinion. I have had nothing but opportunities to get well. And I have in my medicine bag a solution for addiction. I have a solution for helping men in particular move from incarceration to independence and even entrepreneurship. Yeah. I have... Yeah, and, and and right now it's a conversation about how to deliver it, being live in the circle, being online. Can you treat people ethically over online when we're dealing with suicide and drug addiction? Like, do we need more accountability in our treatments? Like, I, I am a big fan of, of bringing people to the circle for care and then training coaches in a good way 
And my favorite people to train are people who have like worked for the government already. And they're like burnt out social workers, burnt out corrections officers, burnt out um, um, addictions counselors, like people who came into the game wanting to help and got stuck in a government job and Mm -hmm. then treating people like numbers. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. those are the best people to train because they're already like, they already know their topic. They already are passionate about it. And they're very frustrated because they haven't been able to make a difference because the government is not interested in making a difference. They cannot be on paper, in profitability, in shareholder agreements. They have to push the bottom line. And that means that nobody gets well. No, I I 100% agree. That's a perfect, perfect, perfect way to describe healthcare here. Perfect way. Yeah, Yeah, it's demonic. Yeah, it does not sound... uh good at all and uh, it's like 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 you mentioned the nhs Jim. Uh, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong um it's it's free um that's the only good thing about it you can't get an appointment at a doctor's you ring up just like for example uh surgery up at the eight, eight so you can ring from half eight if you can get through you're looking up if you can get through you put on a waiting list so you press like option one for a callback. Press that. You get a callback two hours later. All appointments gone. Well, yeah, so it's it's word magic, right? Healthcare. Day. Every single day, yeah, yeah. And if you can get an appointment, the most you can get is a telephone appointment. At ninety percent of the time, it's with uh, like sort of like a healthcare nurse who can't prescribe no medications. So then you've got. Again, the same process again. If you can get a doctor to call you for a telephone appointment, you're very lucky. Um, and, you know, to actually see a doctor, it's a fucking road of life. Here's something. Get... Here's something. 500 years ago in Europe, if yeah. you were not an astrologer, you were not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And 500 years ago, if you were not living your God-given purpose, you were considered to be predicted to be ill. So astrologers used to be able to guide us or elders looking into the night based on our birth date, our origin story. Mm -hmm. So like in the absence of an elder sitting fireside or an astrologer pointing to you why you even took the body why are you leasing the vehicle? Just to make the corporation happy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to press buttons? Just to what? What are we doing? What are we doing with the lease? Because we're leasing the body for like 100 years. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky. It's like, so, you know, it's, it's like, it's almost like legal organized crime for government. And mm-hmm. that's all it is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's a mafia of the most grandiose proportion to the Mm -hmm. place where, like, you know, shamans and healers are, like, literally crazy. Yeah. Like, if I really want to get, like, drunk on the age of confusion, I only have to go on Instagram for, like, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I totally know what you're saying. (laughs) And I start an argument so large with something that I consider logic. Yeah. That 
my teacher, when I was taught astrology, when I was 24, he said to me, my darling, you train as an astrologer or you will blow your head off by the time you're 32. You have to understand why you came. You have a very, very large aspect in your chart that suggests you speak for the dead. And I'm like 24. <laughs> that must have been uh, crazy to us we say that. Especially, you know. Like somebody that's able to say to you, you're special and you're special like this. Mm-hmm. And like, he probably saved my life a million times because like of the paths I chose from there, everything from substance abuse to entrepreneurship to, you know, motherhood and marriage and like all of these things that like in my chart were just like not indicated. And like, nobody's going to say to you, like, you know, have you looked at your chart? You know, I don't think that marriage is going to really work for you. You're very, you know, masculine, feminine balance. You should probably just walk your own path and live alone. Like nobody's going to say that to you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, do you want a set of pots or pans for your wedding gift? As an astrologer, and if somebody's coming to me because they're engaged and they're asking me something specific, what is my obligation to have them feel good or to answer to my master, which is the chart itself and any intuitive reflection that I could offer them to either A, end their suffering or B, transcend their purpose or C, in today's day and age in trauma somatic practice, even just bringing their thoughts to this moment and asking them to put their fucking phone in their bag. No, you're totally right about that. You know, the phone is such a distraction really more than anything else. Like, yes, can be used for good in like a rare instance, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like you're stopped really in this mode. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I, I, most the majority of um, individuals today have a phone. It's just the way it is, isn't it? And, and it's, mm-hmm. um, it's got, it's got, get me wrong. If it weren't for technology, we won't, we won't be here now for um, having this conversation, but there's good and bad aspects. Yeah. Um, and like, even us just talking on Skype though, like Skype, is like we're having like a pretty cohesive conversation right now nobody's scrolling like everybody's here in the conversation right and we're all across the world Mm -hmm. that's skype yeah you could almost say like this app that we're using we're not looking in each other's faces we're just chatting right so like this is like not a dopamine draining application Okay, you have to get really specific about what we're actually doing. And I'm going to take you to this one visual. And what that is, is the spelling of the word wife, W-I-F-E. And thinking about all the things that she does and all of the women that you know of that really want that job. And then I want you to spot, spell Wi-Fi right underneath it. W-I-F-I. On Wi-Fi, you can get food. On Wi-Fi, On Wi-Fi. you can get sex. Mm-hmm. We can skip the dishes. Mm-hmm. 
Just like the commercial says, right? Yeah, so we <laughs> we reassigned it because nobody wanted the job. That's right. Right? But everybody wants to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be a wife. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If I was a lawyer, I would invest in that campaign. No, 100%. And they have. And I, you That's know... It's a good one, Matt. No, really. It, you know, it's really interesting just to hear your perspective about that because it is very clear to me that there is um, that traditional marriage, like for, for its both negative and positive qualities, like it's more, I, I would say maybe mm-hmm. more positive than negative, but it is very crazy to me that like, um, I'm a millennial, but our generation of like Canadian kids, like really are not interested in traditional marriage in any capacity. Well, what have they witnessed? Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. What if they win? Like, it's terrifying what they win. And then what are the results of if it doesn't work? Like, the children of divorce will tell you. Like, that's another place where community is missing on purpose. The whole legal society depends on the fact that if he hits her, the community isn't qualified to wrap around them and solve any problems. We need the cops and then we need lawyers. And look how effective that is. Like, so effective that it doesn't work at all. And now we have our kids falling in the great, profound, like, chasm of what a divorce is, what court is where restraining orders are. Like, mm-hmm. how do you learn on top of that? No, it's definitely complicated. Like, what would be, like, very, no- not normal, but, like, very regular kinds of human interactions. It's complicated it, like, right. immensely. And put, like, the, another third party in. Because your community <laughs> is one That's thing. what it is. You got it exactly. You, uh, your, the government is inside of that relationship. That's what you said, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I meant. Like we're gonna sign a marriage license, and it's gonna be the mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. of our territory, mm-hmm. which is on top of native land, which is sitting on top of a treaty signed by an ex, where we traded whiskey, and sugar, <laughs> and flour, and what else? Beef. Like, is it fair? Okay, like, we sold all of Alberta. Alberta is like a trillion dollar machine. And it's sitting on top of native land. And the reserve next to my city doesn't have clean water. But I just pooped and peed in clean water. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just fucking crazy. So it's like... Uh, I, I just just say this uh, just a quick one. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, it's like like we divorce. Um, I think most people I know have either been divorced or going through a divorce. It's just a normal thing now. It's it's crazy to think that like when when I was growing up at school, I had an off top in the head. But on one hand, I know people like. People I went to school yeah. with whose parents were going through a divorce, but now Mm-mm. it is so common. It's like the norm. Okay, this is what I want to say about this, okay? 
this is the treatment. I'm telling you my secret sauce for upset in marriages. Okay. This is what I do. If people come Mm -hmm. to me and say, can you help us save our marriage? This is what I do. I work with the man first only. Right. Okay. I, it's lovely to meet the woman and she can be free to ask me any questions. I'm just going to ask her to do a couple of things and just sort of let this process take hold through him. Okay. So biologically, we are going to recover the protector provider first. So if this is a same sex couple, it's a more complicated conversation and not really. Um, They know exactly what I'm talking about. So do you get many same sex couples? Sorry, Charis. Yeah. Do you get many uh, same sex couples having problems? I get like me. I'm not like as far as the marriage work, not really. And I get a lot of like everybody in my regular practice. Right. So it's a bit of like that. In the marriage work, it's usually what's usually happening is that the woman is coming to me and she's complaining about the man because Mm. somewhere us women have been taught that men need to be more like us. They need to be more sensitive. They need to listen more. They Mm. need to express things and they need to be more like us. So this is part of the programming. And if they don't do that, then we can get a security system and a dildo and a career and be totally fine inside of our smart city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, totally. I'm totally on the same page as that. Yeah. Okay. As, as long as we don't need to chop wood or carry water, this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if somebody actually wants to save their marriage because they have young kids, because they have investments, because they were in love and something terrible happened, like infidelity, addiction, like career moves, uh, immigrated family moves in. It could be anything that disrupts this loveliness that they cultivated originally. What's really happening is that they've entered into the marriage of their parents. Okay, so whether there was a marriage there or not, or there was a mother there or not, or whether there was a father there or not, this is all in the game now. Yeah. Plus, you have two different family trees. So some countries are still at war from 200 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so if you have the, the representatives of those countries uniting in holy matrimony, it may not look like that after five to seven years. It may look like the holy war that's happening on their home turf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so this can be generational. This can be family of origin. What, is, what it is, is it's your DNA. And your DNA is mishing, mishing with another DNA. And that DNA is living out the past. And the past needs to be resolved. And if it's not resolved, then it will create havoc, havoc in the relationships, havoc for the parents, havoc for your bank accounts, havoc for your health, Mm -hmm. havoc. Mm -hmm. We don't look into the past. We say like, oh, I married this guy and he had a rough childhood. It's like, yeah. Do you know what that means? Right. Totally. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, do you recognize that the first seven years of your relationship is very likely to be you parenting? Do you get it? Because in the absence of this care that I'm talking about, family constellation therapy, going into the past, shamanism, going and retrieving pieces of our souls that are locked in traumas of our childhoods, 
mm-hmm. unless we go and get those scared little boys, scared little girls. Man, some of us are still scared because mom was like a speed freak while she was pregnant with us and we just can't let it go. Like, that's what we think a heartbeat is supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. And getting those guys clean is like landing a jumbo jet on a Tic Tac. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. Slow down. It's and you can't just say slow down. Like that doesn't answer. That brain is defiant. It's gonna push back. It doesn't care. It's been shut down so many times. Like, sure, call it a so a psychopath if you need to. Right? It's just freezing in the brain where fear took over because no one was there to help. Mom was not fighting back. Dad was out of it. There's a moment where we freeze in this moment where like, we want to be in this intimate relationship. We want to look in somebody's eyes. We want to express our love. And it's just like, <clears throat> like just stuck there. And then it's like, well, why don't you ever talk to me like this? Why I, are you looking at that girl? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why don't you love me? Okay, so I work with a man, and the man is going to start to disarm this feminine, knowing that he's living inside of an age of mass confusion, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where his biology is under attack by his cell phone, Mm -hmm. by his social life, Mm -hmm. by his athletics and lack of athletics, Mm -hmm. by his wardrobe and his lack of wardrobe. Mm -hmm. By his clarity and his lack of clarity, like all of these things, like being a man on this planet today is the very, very most difficult thing. It's very difficult today because the odds of you being able to express who you actually are, make a living, satisfy a woman, raise children, like I say good luck to you, my good sir. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you're totally right. It's very difficult. Um, I'm not just speaking for like men. I'm just saying, I think it's we, it's post 2019, 2020. I mean, it was obviously difficult before that and like the last 40 years of austerity and like just complete, I don't know. I mean, they're really trying to get rid Fight of Fight Club, us. the movie Fight Club. Yeah, totally. I think that that was a prophecy of about now. Like about 2024, there's no women and children in that movie except for Marla. And mm-hmm. she's stealing meals on wheels and eating it. And she's stealing clothes from the dry cleaner and selling it at second hand. And the men are meeting in vacant commercial spaces and fighting mm-hmm. to resurrect <laughs> testosterone. Yeah. And Do you know as well as well. They're sitting in 12-step rooms talking about testicular cancer while Marla's smoking. Like, I'm asking you, what is the Smurfs about? Okay, I do not remember that cartoon from my childhood, or I have not seen the movie. So the Smurfs is a village of blue men wearing white hats. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, you, and uh, there's one of them is Smurfette, and one of them is Papa Smurf, mm-hmm. and then the villain is Gargamel, and they live in mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's almost Christmas time, 
and it's almost time to tell the tale <laughs> of what Christmas you know, really is about. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, just uh, sorry for going a little bit off the Smurfs. Uh, sorry, but <laughs> it's like what what um, I think what is a, a huge problem is like you could meet somebody who's had. They've been through a lot. They've had a lot stronger stuff. Like, like mm-hmm. for example, I could meet a girl, and she might yeah. have been in numerous relationships, and uh, she's had problems throughout that. And then what happens is, she will sort of judge you upon the experiences she's had if she's been through a lot of shit, and she'll like you might get accused of doing like you're accused of yes. betrayal, this and, is and you've not, and you're like, like, where the fuck did you come from this? And, yes. and it's a it's sad, it's a shame because we're all different, but yet for you to be judged on something that mm-hmm. you've not done at all. Okay. So this is what's missing from the teachings. Okay. So when you're 13 and your dad takes you on a vision quest, which of course happened for everybody, right? Because that <laughs> ceremony is not missing. Mm-hmm. And so when your dad took you on this vision quest and he said to you when you were 13, Little generally, you're a man now. And as men, it's our job to protect all of the women and children in this village. Yeah. And if one should choose you in specific, you need to stand strong while she projects on you all of the demons of her past, her father, her grandfather, and all of the lovers she's taken before today. Yeah. And that is the quest. And when I have men in my protocol, which is a five-day protocol in the forest, and we treat 12 people at a time, I tell them a secret. And the secret that you forgot on your vision quest is that men are the healers of women. Right. Yeah, that's and, very pro- And there's no training there. for you. There's no training for you. The only training will happen in brotherhood. <laughs> and I will and, say men are really hard to maintain. Like, I'm very lucky with generally, like, we are genuinely, like, quite close friends. Yeah. But I find male friendships very difficult, on my, like myself. Oh, yeah. Well, they're very difficult because, like, it's like we, as women, we find men and, like, we make them our pet. <laughs> and we don't want that amount of power because we'll never relax if we're in power. And that's how our biology is made. Like... Are we need if we want to be like juicy and feminine and glowy, then we have to relax. But that means we can't persecute this man that we see that we love. So, like in the divorce work or the couples work, we have to go back and and do our own completion of the past. So with men, I go, we go back and we do the completion of the past because there's something missing that we can't stand the way that we want to stand for our relationship, 
for our children. We cannot stand. Well, maybe it's not your fault that you can't stand. Maybe your dad couldn't stand and his dad couldn't stand because something happened. So what do we do now? We can't go back like 100 years in a time machine, except for, yes, we can. That's what a healing circle is. We go back to that moment and we all witness what was there for you. And when you can really get like what you stood in and where the pain came from, then you can resolve it in the consciousness just by witnessing and you can connect that pain directly to purpose. Why would you have been given such a puzzle to undo? What will you do with a sacred education you've received? Is it applicable now? And can you see yourself in a new light where you're a chosen warrior of the divine, sacredly initiated into this pain and suffering only to transcend it and move into the space of empowerment and truth and steadiness and nourishment and healing. And the fact that I can't witness what I'm describing on TV or in my family or in my community, I can walk around my community all day. I'm not going to find a healing circle that promises to resolve profound trauma. And yet that's the solution. And it's been the solution on this land and every other land. For tens of thousands of years, the circle has been a neutralizing force to be seen and heard in community, sitting in a circle, whether you're passing a feather or sharing stories or doing therapy like I'm suggesting, or neutralizing a victim and a perpetrator, the circle is an ancient tool to resolve suffering, ancient. And that is the number one thing that is missing in almost every topic you and I have touched, or the three of us have touched, is that marriage, money, relationships, health, drug addiction, divorce, the circle is what's missing. The circle is missing. And in its absence, we will have chaos and profiteers in medicine and profiteers in psychology and profiteers in government saying, oh, we'll help you. And we will have the government superimposing on our consciousness as our father and the healthcare system superimposing itself on our consciousness as our mother. Mm -hmm. No, I, I totally agree. It is quite bleak looking. But Cheris, um, give us some clear pills to not, <laughs> not uh... pull us out of this. <laughs> um, the the beauty of this is like the millennials are crashing the system, mm -hmm. right? The totally. millennials are saying like we don't want to get drunk. That's mm -hmm. for the baby boomers. Like mm -hmm. the baby boomers literally like raised us with alcohol everywhere right mm -hmm. and millennials are actually challenging markets and like sober craft you know mocktail industry emerges and becomes a thing you know mm -hmm. and like you know um gig work economy emerges and becomes a thing but what are we doing we're eliminating the guy at the top we're mm -hmm. eliminating the yeah. poison we're pushing through, we're saying, yeah, I'll have magic mushrooms. I'm good for the beer. Yeah. Right. We're pushing through. 
right? We're saying, I want to be a digital nomad. I want to travel from ashram to ashram and practice entrepreneurship and my yoga practice because my parents told me I could do anything I wanted. And then I did. hundred. No, this is an amazing point. And I, I don't either, just, just so generally knows already. Sorry, generally. Yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know something we just mentioned then about, um, about alcohol? This is, I've mentioned this before. It's like, I mean, I don't watch um, like TV soaps myself, but like, but like over here, you've got um, a show called EastEnders. It's based around a pub. Literally, it's based around a pub. Uh, Coronation Street, another one, big one for years, based based around a pub. <laughs> yeah. Got Emmerdale Farm, based around Cheers. a pub. Cheers, yeah. yeah. Cheers, we've got a good one, that. Yeah, you've got Hollyoaks. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's based around uh, a pub. It's all, it's everywhere. Well, I mean, what, what happens why if we take drink. the billions away? If the billions disappear, like, what are we funding with the booze? Every major sports event, every restaurant. Every yeah. concert, mm-hmm. every ski hill. Yes, it's everywhere. They're sponsoring fucking all the fun shit. So, like, what replaces it? You know, mocktails, cannabis, kombucha. Like, it's all there. It's all coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all there. It's just this, like, revelation. Like, my, my belief is that humanity, even in this conversation, is making a good attempt at saving itself i i totally agree with you i totally agree with you i i i have hope for millennials i know people like don't like us as a generation but like that's exactly my experience and even like as an undergrad university like there's so many people didn't drink it was not that weird for me like because i i never drank my whole life so for me i just was like i'm I'm never gonna do that that's not my thing particularly yeah Yeah. to not drink it's all completely never never been interested in it that's brilliant it's it's really like using media like the media that you guys are creating to really see through like like you say the programming coming out of sitcoms the programming coming off headlines the programming coming from the djs in the radio because they're the ones that are crafting our ideas like even in the world right now the only reason why they're able to split the world like they have split the world in this palestinian israeli stand they've split the world just like they do with every american election and they're doing it because they have a media source that is pro A and then you have a media source that is pro B and they literally split it using data and they're creating every single argument that's happening at the dinner table. Yeah, they're creating a divide and, and that's what they want. They want they want families splitting yeah. up. They want and it has everything to do want. with literally what channel are you watching? Like, and if you're watching this channel, you probably hate Donald Trump. And if you watch this channel, you probably love Donald Trump. And like on this channel, we do a lot of advertising for SSRI drugs and mood stabilizers. And all the talk show hosts are saying, oh, did you get depressed during COVID? Because it's totally fine to take SRI drugs just to get happy, right? Like, it's like you have these pro-pharmacy shows and people think that, The commercial is the trick because the commercial makes you think that these are the sponsors when in reality, like who fucking sponsors Oprah? It's fucking Harvey Weinstein for fuck's Mm -hmm, sakes. And nobody mm -hmm. knows that. Like Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Do you see? <laughs> sorry, Charis. Yeah. I just want to ask: no, no, Do you good. see this? Do you see the CBC going away in our lifetime? Oh, don't even like it's totally <laughs> occupied and gone. Like I watched it happen. Like no, they have committed crimes on the CBC yes, that yes. have no foundation in reality. Yes, that are hundred yes. percent crisis actors. Yes, hundred like, percent. I can get pretty dark talking about West Coast British Columbia. And it's because I will start to talk about First Nations women, a foster care system, human mm -hmm. trafficking, mm -hmm. pig farmer, Mr. Trudeau's kitty mm -hmm. porn rings. Mm -hmm. Like, I will just keep going and mm -hmm. like, you know, then have to hide or something. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think, that, yeah. yeah, people are sleeping on Canada. I think that we have so much. I mean, we know, I mean, the people like truth are Canadians, we all know, but I think for sure that oh. I think Americans don't really know how like, dark we it's all old. know things are. Like, I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden is operating out of the Saturday Night Live set right now. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what's <laughs> happening. Like, I'm so sure it is all satire. Like, I'm high-spectrum yeah, autistic, yeah, potentially. Yeah. However, like, I can't even watch the news without knowing that it's, like, scripted and targeted and propaganda just oozing. And, like, I can't believe that people even think it's real, to be honest. Like, I'm no, way No, I there. totally I'm agree. Like, no, yeah. no, no, that's not... I think after the last four years, I mean, I know... I mean, Alberta was, like, the supposedly the freedom province, but, like... <laughs> I, know, I know a little better than that but right. um yeah we were also you know, screaming at each other in grocery stores it was awful yes so i think after the last four years i think that i think a lot more people know so much is bullshit like so much is mad oh. so much well, is and like corporately driven and rewarded bullshit mm -hmm, no less mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like i mean let's okay so here's a little bit of astrology okay mm-hmm Pluto and Capricorn. So Pluto is the god of the underworld. Okay. So he'll mm -hmm. bring up everything nobody wants to see. So that combined with Capricorn, which is like father time, the construct, the it's like it is the military. It's more the government, like this receptive masculine energy that moves very slowly. Yes, sure, we could change the laws one day as soon as we're done becoming the billionaires and enslaving the humans at minimum wage, right? So we have this like Pluto and Capricorn thing happening from like 2008 to right now. Mm -hmm. To like 2023, it moved into Aquarius. And Aquarius is all about innovation, mm -hmm. reinvention, mm -hmm. evolution, mm -hmm. freedom markets, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, it's up to us to discern now, you know, what is AI? What is a good use of AI? Mm -hmm. How do we do mm -hmm. this, right? Because we're moving into this collective, collaborative circle. We're no longer in this upside-down triangle, Mm -hmm. We're in a circle, a collective, mm -hmm. a collaboration, right? It's not necessarily equal, but we all know why we're here. Right? No, I, like, to I totally agree. Yeah, so that's happening oh, right it's, now. Sounds like dogma. Sorry, dogma. it's mine. It's mine. She sees the deer. <laughs> so I apologize. Oh, that's I awesome. Apologize. You have deers? Yeah, they they're I can see them from the window. They're they're doing oh, that's a walk amazing. across the yard. So sorry about that. I apologize. <laughs> you're good. Hi, mate. 
So I think the clear pill that we're talking about is like exactly what we're saying and like exactly what we have been talking about. And it is tribal. It is collective. It is innovative. It's through an application. It's, you know, community movements like that's what the millennials really love is they love to like get on board with something like the millennials can crush companies like they can just crush them by like tweeting the truth about something and they'll just take something down and like it's amazing Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. not amazing when they get bought into something Mm -hmm. no when they get bought bought into government medicine or they get bought into Mm -hmm. propaganda Mm -hmm. or bought into Mm -hmm. corporate you know name branding or like whatever this thing is or botox lips or plastic eyelashes any of these things like it's just like god guys like let's just let's just rewind that one you know just like the paper straw like <laughs> let's go. Yeah, stupid. Let's, 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 very stupid I call a redo. <laughs> but I, I yeah. loved. Um, sorry, generally, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm agreeing, mate. I think um, I, I love uh, your perspective, Charis. I think spot on. Mm-hmm. I love the astrology too because I think people have a very hard time with like uh, Capricorn and Saturn and how. Yeah like the archetypes of that but you described it very like very well and exactly yes. how i would relate it like with general lee when i did a tantra series with him and yeah. just like yeah. you know it's yeah it's so it's so important that we don't it's like none of the plants really have they're not evil they're just but they all no. interact with the world in very specific ways and it's important to understand those kinds of interactions and i think that you did an amazing job of explaining yeah, it. Like i totally agree is the father right and so mm-hmm. that's another way that we've kind of said oh we don't need him mm-hmm. right we don't need him or like there's no such thing as the devil mm-hmm. right or like time isn't real i agree with you time isn't real mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. in this specific dimension mm-hmm. it's real you can like yeah. you can use your sundial if you want to or you can wear a digital watch it's just that we're in agreement Right. Mm -hmm. And we also have access to quantum uh, alchemy every Mm -hmm. time we speak. Yes. hundred, hundred percent. I'm with you. Dialectics are alchemy. All conversations are alchemical. I'm there. Yeah. So the, the gardening, so soul coaching. So my answer to how to be the best partner, the best entrepreneur, the CEO of your world, the best parent is to train as a coach. And it's not just because I train coaches. It's because there's a way to listen to each other that actually resolves problems before they happen. Yeah. And that method is making the assumption that we are only one thing happening to itself. There is no good or bad or right or wrong. There is just ourself attempting to help ourself. And there's this voice, which to me sounds like it's inside. And there's your voices, which to me sound like they're outside. And fully understanding that all of those voices are inside of another thing. Mm -hmm. And the combination of those three things Mm -hmm. has a certain braided cosmic force that results in 
who knows <laughs> we don't know yet no that's right that's, uh, I it's only our that. first chat <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the who knows what are the three of us can create together something that makes sense for people like there could be people listening to us speak who needed to hear that healing is possible because they've yeah. only been exposed to modules and programming and templated government care and never really got that drug addicts mm -hmm. and prostitutes and people living impoverished are actually the most resilient human beings that we have on earth. So standing yeah. with those people, including First Nations populations and other um, indigenous societies that have been um, steamrolled by colonization, the queen herself, um, is that when we stand with those people and when we stand with people who are incarcerated and when we stand with people who have committed crimes, we're actually healing the world like we talked about when we were kids and the locking away of each other and the pointing at each other and calling each other narcissists until it trends on id you know mm -hmm. this is not going to get us anywhere but further into the divide further into the pain further into the dopamine deficit mm -hmm. and it's not going to bring about like this transformational shift that we require mm -hmm as like a society to stop the death toll because mm -hmm. the death toll is sitting inside of drugs, alcohol mm -hmm. and suicide. It's not in a flu and it's not in old age. Like it's like, if you want to look at how people are actually dying, it's exactly what you think. It's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's a sacrifice. It's a, <clears throat> It's a system that can pay you and take all of your money back in two weeks. It's designed to do it that way. Mm -hmm. There's not anybody who's working 40 hours a week that has good chemical balance in the brain. No, nobody. That's not no. good for you. Totally agree. That's It's an inhumane system. And I'm not saying we need to work three days a week. I'm saying, I want to know what your heart says. I want to know what your chart and your purpose is. I want to know where you're at in understanding that. And mm -hmm. I want you to design something that you can monetize on that when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like killing yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the game. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm totally, I'm there. I agree with you 100%, 1,000%. Yeah, Chavis, I think um, uh, absolutely fascinating. <laughs> conversation. Was it worth uh, the wager, Alito? I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's brilliant to hear something so, so different, yet something that means so much. It's so it important. Is. This is why all my energy Very pops important. off and I have like tantrums. I'm like, fuck, I'm never going to be understood. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah. held such good space i want to acknowledge you you guys held such good space i shared so many things that like i Thank so you. wanted to just share with like anybody and like every day i don't get the opportunity that you guys gave me to just like speak into open minds and yeah. like that is such a gift to me and Thank like you. i'm so grateful for your listening like i'm just i yeah, I'm not living this life without actually meeting you, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you, Dave. <laughs> uh, but before, before you go, Sarah, do you want to um, plug your way back forward, etc., and your socials? Um, Anybody got any questions? They can yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not up and running again entirely. I'm like really waiting and picking my spots. And yeah. the way back forward is five months ago, I got the inspiration to register an international charity. And I'm watching how the elites sort of do their thing. And I'm seeing that there's very comprehensive laws in place that if you're doing the work that I'm talking about doing, then you don't actually need to pay taxes. Like if there's a way of like billing and creating inside of a not-for-profit, you know, construct and inside of a registered charity where people could contribute to me and my programming without ever needing my care or wanting to train as like a soul coach or an origin healing practitioner. So I set up the Way Back Forward uh, registered charity and basically our mandate is to treat men. Our priority is fathers who are raising children or have raised children. And we only do that because... We have lots of room for everybody <laughs> and we're just yeah. prioritizing it because the work resolves seven generations before us and sh seven generations later. And we know that when we can resolve as parents, when we can resolve our trauma, our children learn better, they digest their food better. You know, they have less um, like quote unquote mental, emotional issues. And like there, we really create the space for them that they can like be and do what they want and follow that creative flow, which is, you know, I believe what the divine has assigned us with is to free them up and stop the steamroll of trauma so that they can freely choose how they want to create their relationships and their health and their money without our systems imposing on them the way that our parents' systems imposed on us. So like, um, the method that I'm using is a five day protocol. I rent an Airbnb that's like, five to seven bedrooms and we all show up Sunday at noon and we're done Friday at noon. And that is my quote unquote rehab. That's my stabilizing program. It's like everything can happen inside of the protocol because the components of it are completing the past, getting present to the status of your body and unraveling and understanding the trauma's effect on your body and what you can anticipate over the next six months. We do a 90-day life plan that is living the next 90 days as though they were your last. Mm -hmm. And that involves things you said you wanted to do, loops you haven't closed, people that you want to make connections with. And then Friday is about ceremony and really understanding that, like, you are one of the most privileged people on the planet having received this specific style of care because this style of care is from both the past and the future. And I invite people to walk with me in their aftercare program. And at six months, I invite them to train as coaches. And I invite them to put that into their future as a way that they can give back to the program that they have received today. And then they're followed, like they can come to Zoom meetings, they have a coach, they have workshops to attend. And just to keep us all in the conversation and practicing 
the way back forward, which is a practice of completing the past, getting present and designing the future in our language. So, so that's the protocol that I've designed and, you know, I've brought it to the government and I've gotten fired and I've brought it to investors and I get my stuff stolen and I, you know, like I do all kinds of funny things and like, I'm 44 now, like, I know that my protocol is a solution for like halfway houses, um, incarceration, drug addiction, um, a way out of domestic violence, self-harm, like, I know the impact of being seen and heard by 12 people that are like literally strangers and like experiencing the same desire for transformation that you are desiring. So like these protocols have been like a profound uh, discovery of mine, invention of mine, and also like a bringing forward and a fusion of so many masterful teachers that have like sat with me and like shown me the way and like, shown me the way between men and women and shown me the way between community members and shown me the way between teacher and student and shown me the way into the dark and back out and how to go and sit with somebody in the dark until they're ready to get up and walk with them out is like the art of, of what I do and the, what I train people to do. So the, I think I just want to end on this quote, which is like by Peter Levine. And he says, trauma isn't something that just happens. It's something that remains in the absence of an empathic witness. And I would like to say that the two of you are like very magical empathic witnesses and that that empathic witness listening is truly our access to having people transcend the trauma that they're holding. It's actually in the space that you're holding. So like when your woman is using it or your partner is it and you can hold that space that makes that little three-year-old that they're expressing or that 14-year-old that wants to run away if you can hold space for her and hold space for him and hold space for that experience that trauma actually doesn't have to repeat again and that is our way forward to really hold space for that past that soul burp that like oh my god fuck all of this and then as we, we move through it we're transformed together as witness and as one that's expressing yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> thank yeah. you very much awesome. thank you uh Jin, would you like to plug your socials and your sure podcast, please mate nice one yeah of course. Um, I just want to say thank you so much, Charis. Um, General Lee was a big fan and said that I would really like you, and he was totally right, as always. Aww, I'm and, so grateful. Uh, I'm, so I'm a big Charis fan now, I'll just say confirmed. <laughs> and thank you, General Lee, for hosting this conversation. Always my my favorite dude. And uh, we'll just plug that we just are started a new series on Japanese esoteric Buddhism, which we dropped mm. the episode uh, this morning. And uh, we have an episode coming up with uh, Vinny from the Ghoul cast on Dario Argento and the Three Mothers. So I think if people are interested, that would be really cool. like Kabbalah. It'll it's going to be really fun. Okay. I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm creeping all your stuff. <laughs> okay. And uh, well, thank you, Charles. I appreciate that. And then um, obviously my first episode with General Lee, of course, but um, on my own feed, Rigor Mortis um uh, the death of chinese or the rigor mortis and the death of cantonese cinema so that is a episode that just got dropped 
Um, I'm at Wukong Reborn, W-U-K-O-N-G, Reborn, um, Insta, Threshold Saints, one word. And uh, yeah, I support the show, buy a t-shirt, buy generally a coffee, pay back, <laughs> whatever. So yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you both so much. It was great. Yes, really- yes, thank you both. Um, and we'll definitely have you back on again. Uh, yeah, Paris. I'd love to have Karis yeah. back on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would um, thank you, you very much. Yeah, thank you very much, dear. Uh, right, I'll stop recording now, but um, thank you very much. Awesome. As we move forward, anytime you come closer to something, your vision should get clearer. Am I right? You are a tool in the hidden hand that's using you. Please don't be delusional. The rulers of this world practice confusing you. The people and the priests and the imams have been jammed by government scams. Mind systematically programmed. Blatant black hatred and racism. The way they lace the whole world and nation with traces of Satanism. This place is a pagan prison. The founding fathers enslaving intentions were no different than Bush's and Reagan's visions. 1776 took action. This Illuminati took form spawned from a Colombian faction to flip your one dollar bill over and if you want me to expose the true code of deception I will show it we live in a designed wicked system the number 13 is consistent in Masonic symbolism it represents transformation 12 completes the cycle so 13 was rebirth and regeneration the meanings of the symbol are strategically hid on the left side you see a 13 layered pyramid over that since the all seeing eye with the light Shines a sign of the devil watching over you at all times. The words Anna with Coeptus 13 letters meaning he has favored our undertakings. Will you accept this? Or will you learn the science and ignore them? Under the pyramid, you see Nova's Ordo Seclorum. Translated, New Order of the World, or the New World Order. Authors and satanic fathers of mass slaughter. The eagle that you see on the right sits below 13 stars with a shield that has 13 stripes and an olive branch in his claws with 13 leaves, which is supposed to be in his talent to represent peace. But peace was always on a decrease. His other claw holds 13 arrows of war, set to be released. And the letters at the bottom of the pyramid are fixed, with the Roman numerals that equal 1776. The United States of America exists in a deep devilish abyss with truth and paganism mixed. Every president that ever lived was foul. They gather at Bohemian Grove where they bow down before the owl. See, the owl is wise and sees through the darkest of night. And there's a small one on the dollar near the one on the top right. It ain't hard to understand this government was never for us. The eagle was based off of the Egyptian hawk Horus. Thirteen colonies who went to wicked sovereignty and made no apology for the obvious idolatry. Subconsciously, we followed the ways of the beast and pay homage to pagan gods when we say days of the week. Like Sunday, they worship the sun. Monday is moon day. Tia, the god of war, was worshipped on Tuesday. Odin, the chief god, is who Wednesday is named for. Thursday is Thursday, god of thunder, the mighty Thor. Friday was named after Frigga, notice the pattern. Saturday is the Roman god of agriculture, Saturn. Frigga was the goddess of love, the wife of Odin. The polytheistic theology needed to cope. The rituals, like trips across the sand, as man takes the skull and bones fraternity. The secret handshakes would understand. He receives only 33 degrees. He secretly believes in Lucifer and other deities. Many powerful and rich people of 
controlled by these. They even hold the soul of several of your favorite MCs. Politicians telling lies, tongues riddled with thorns, and use hand gestures shaped in the form of devil horns. You don't see in the city hall, cause you don't know what it entails. Satan towers with steel cells and sprays can trails. The so-called holidays are hypocrisy, established to use religious doctrines to commit annual robbery. Christmas split in half is Christ's mass. The so-called birth of Jesus, where every home has glowing lights cast. Christ the anointed one mass, the first celebration. Jesus' birth was kept secret due to the situation. The king initiated a death plot, cause the Messiah was prophesied to rule, so Jesus' murder was authorized. No one knows the actual date. That's why sometimes X was X means unknown, but ignorance affects us. A fraud that was purposely flawed. December 25th, the birthday of the wicked ruler Nimrod. His whole disguise was part of Satan's universal wise. A holy prophet's life being pimped and commercialized. Traditions like lights on trees. Rooted in the Nicene Council in 325 AD. So Constantine, these matters were decreed. The concept of a virgin birth was actually conceived and then agreed. With graven images in the temple. The fish on your cars called Onus, a Babylonian symbol. is visibly contradictory. Telling your children lies. You need to make them study Santa Claus and sick history. But yet we go wherever Satan leads us. The falsehoods we practice in his name ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.